Decameron Tales, directed by Claire McGuire. Sound design by Thomas Donahue. Recorded and mixed by Thomas Donahue. It's early evening, the time of La Passeggiata. The main piazza is full. The pretty girls are checking out the handsome guys. The handsome guys are checking out the pretty girls. Ciao, Bella. In fact, everybody is checking somebody out. And love is in the air. Oh, wow. Piero is so handsome. So is Giovanni. A <laughs> sweet tomato. Yeah, but Piero is a proper man. He is a true Italian stallion. <laughs> Gagoots! I've never seen him before. He looks so strong, but seems so kind. He's like sensitive almost. You know, I feel I can see his soul. Oh, honey. No, darling, no. He will care for you, support you, grow old with you. He's married. Married. Married for 15 years. You do not want to mess with that. Don't be a homewrecker. Not cool. Yeah, but, I mean, his wife is a fossil. What is she, like 32? <laughs> old? Shh. Can we just watch him? I... Love him. Lisa, what are you doing? I've been looking everywhere for you. You were supposed to be home hours ago. Lisa? Lisa? Why are you just standing there? Oh my, your eyes cold. Lisa, why won't you speak? Why won't you answer your mother? Lisa, my darling! Oh, Mama, I love him. I really do. Bernadetta was at a loss of what to say or do. She couldn't understand what could have happened to her daughter. Lisa wouldn't stop crying for days. Then weeks. She didn't eat. Didn't sleep. The one and only love of my life will never want me. Nor will he ever even know my name. What's she talking about? She's never even had a boyfriend. Come on, Lisa, honey, snap out of it. I need my friends. Girls, get over here! Yes, yes Bernadetta? Bernadetta? Get in there! She's not eating, not sleeping, she just stands staring out the window. Don't know what's wrong with her. Oh my god, am I happy to see you guys? I feel so bad. I just love Piero, but if you go so much, it could kill me. I think it will. I would rather take my own life than live without him. Piero, but if you go... But you only met him like once, like a few weeks ago. Lisa, what are you saying? I want to die. <gasps> what? Oh, darling, no, there has to be another way. There isn't. You have no idea how it feels to love like this. I didn't ask you here to convince me otherwise. I know what my fate must be. Girls, I need you to help me do one last thing before I die. I understand. If in your heart you feel like this, what else can you do? Oh my god! Can you believe this? We're here for you, baby girl. My heart is set. If you're not gonna change your mind, 
as I can tell you not then. What do you need us to do? Oh, thank you, girls. I knew you wouldn't let me down. What I need is for you to help me sing a song. Huh? I don't get it. If I am to die, I couldn't bear to die without Piero but if you go knowing how much I love him. That is so romantic. I've written him a song. This is so sad. I feel so emotional. Let this not be a time of sorrow, girls. Think of it as my going away party. And so, later that day, after an intense rehearsal, the girls arrived at the house of Piero Butterfuco. Wow, it's a nice house. I hope his wife's not here. Fester, thyself, O love, go to my lord, and tell him of pains I endure. Tell him that I'm close to death because I hide my longing for fear. I cry, be mercy, my dear. Hi, ladies. <gasps> what brings you to the neighborhood? Who the hell is making all that racket? Hey, honey, calm down. The girls were just singing a little song here. I love you. Listen, honey, don't worry. Bada bing, bada boom, it happens all the time. Take it easy, Amada. Come on, give the girl a break. It was a beautiful song. She needs to find a man of her own. Don't be hard on her, baby. Come on. Can't help it if this keeps happening. It's just that butterfuco magic. Please help her. She's got it bad. She hasn't eaten in three weeks. It's true. If she can't have you, and she can't, she wants to die. Okay, okay. We'll find her a man of her own, because he's taken. You know what I'm saying, honey? Now, let me think. Perdicone. My nephew. He's shy, but... So she. What's your name, Angel Kick? Lisa. Lisa. I want to thank you for your beautiful song. It is a great honor you have bestowed upon me, and one that I would like to repay. Unfortunately, as I am married, I cannot share in the love you have offered. However, I would like you to accept this young man we found for you. My nephew, Perdicone. I knew I would be considered mad for falling for you, Piero. I knew that you were... You, when I was a nobody, and it could never work. But love works in mysterious ways, and... Okay, wrap it up, honey. I will never stop loving you, and I will do anything for you. Oh, my God. Get a grip. Therefore, I do accept this man you've chosen for me, and I will always be grateful to you. No! You can't do this. I know we were going along with the story, but seriously... You can't just change your mind and say, that's okay, I'll marry this other random man because you want me to. Pampini, I'm surprised you came up with this story. I told you it was my nanny's. She told me that was how she met my granddad. Really? And they're still together. Yeah, 57 years. Wow, I'm lost for words. Did you actually write that song? Yes, I did. Wowzer, folks. Looks like there's love in the air tonight. In that timeless tale of boy meets girl, the storyteller and Bernadetta. 
were played by me, Emer Mullen Frew. Lisa's friends were played by Grace Keelan and Emma Parsons. Lisa Murphy played Lisa. David Page was Piero. And Derek Keegan was Amada. It's only been a week and yet it feels like we've always been here. I wish I could afford to live here forever. Oh, to be rich. Money isn't everything. The only people who say that are the people who have money. Would you marry for love or money? Hopefully I wouldn't have to choose. Careful if you do. You could end up like Mona Sismonda in the next story. Araguccio Bieringieri, a very old and wealthy merchant, had married a girl named Mona Sismonda, whose family were well-respected but broke. His young wife was very beautiful, but unfortunately they were quite unsuited to each other. Araguccio was often away on business, and it hadn't taken very long for her to find herself a lover, the penniless yet strong and handsome Ruberto. <laughs> oh, Mona. Oh, Roberto. Oh, my darling. Oh, I do love my time with oh. you. <sighs> Adaguccio had recently grown suspicious of her behavior, and Mona had had to think of a clever way to keep her affair secret. All right. So when my husband is here, I want you to lay out this piece of string so it goes from the bed, out the window, and all the way down to the street. When I go to bed, I'll slip the string around my toe without my husband seeing. And then when Roberto comes, he'll tug the string to signal me, and I'll let him know if I can come down to see him with another tug. Yeah, yeah, I got it. That's the third time you've explained it now. I'm a maid, not an idiot. And this cunning plan worked for quite a while. Until one night, when the husband discovered the string. What's this? A suspicious piece of string around my wife's toe? I'll cut it off without waking her and tie the string around my own toe and see what happens. And so he did. And that night, when Roberto tugged at the string, he unknowingly alerted his lover's husband, who rushed to the door to see who was outside. Who's there? I'm no fool. I know my wife has a lover, and I'm going to catch you and kill you. Then followed a mad chase through the streets of Florence. Hey, get back here, you scoundrel! Oh no, I'm out of here. You'll be sorry when I catch you! No, it's going to catch me. You're going to wish you never messed with me! Help, this psycho's going to kill me! Get out of the way! I'm going to get you! Get back here, you... Stupid toastering! You are gonna be scared of me when I have my hands on you! Quick! Maid! Change places with me and get into the bed before my husband comes back! Ouch! I'll cut off your hair so the whole town will know what you've done! Adaguccio was so blinded by his fury that in the dark, he did not realize that the voice belonged to the maid and not his wife. 
That's right. Run away, you wicked woman. I'll go to your family and tell them about the fine way that you've behaved. I want them to take you away from here. For let me assure you, you're not going to stay in this house any longer. And off he went to his wife's mother and brothers to see what they had to say about her salacious behavior. And so I cut off her hair to teach her a lesson, and now I hope you'll join me in giving her a good dressing down. Shocking. Our sister, how could she? We'll teach her not to ruin the sanctity of marriage. Let's go. Tormenting him enough to want to cut off your beautiful hair. Oh, Mona, what have you done? Mother, brothers, how nice to see you. But what has brought you here at this hour? What the hell are they doing here? Your husband has told us about your despicable behavior. Having an affair while he's working hard day and night to provide for you. Oh, my beautiful daughter, what have you done? Mother, don't cry. Husband, what are they talking about? Why are you bringing so much shame on us by presenting me as a whore, even though we both know I am nothing of the sort? And why are you lying about my hair? You didn't cut off my hair. She revealed to them her beautiful, long hair. Your hair! Your hair! Your hair! Your hair! But your hair! I cut off your hair! It's here in my pocket, look! Didn't I tell you boys your sister was better than that? All this fuss about nothing. Araguccio, you ought to be ashamed of yourself telling such stories. What? You evil woman! Tell them the truth! Didn't I come back here after giving chase to your lover? Didn't I cut off your hair? Oh, oh, mother. Everyone might think he's a good man. But let me tell you, this man who wishes to be thought of as a worthy husband and upstanding citizen. But there are very few evenings when he doesn't go from tavern to tavern getting drunk and consorting with one harlot after another. Mona, what are you saying? In fact, if you take a good look at his face, you'll see he's still half drunk now. It's not true. I tell you, she's lying. You petty dealer and donkey droppings. You'd think he'd picked Mona up out of the mud. We could have easily set her up just as honorably in the house of one of our good accounts. Even if she had no more than a piece of bread for her dowry, instead our mother gave her to you, just because you were rich. Yeah, this guy has got the most virtuous girl in all of France, but is not ashamed to call her a whore in front of her family. By God, you will bear it no longer. He is not worthy of having a girl like Mona. He ought to be killed. Please, stop. I forgive him. I forgive you, my husband. And you must all forgive him too. After all, he's absolutely loaded and I'm on to a good thing here. Please, I beg you. After all, I do believe in the sanctity of marriage. Very well, my precious daughter. We will do as you wish and leave. But Araguccio, if you ever say one word against my daughter again, we'll have you kicked from one end of Florence to the other. Good day. How could you, Mona? I gave you everything you could wish for. I know, Aggie, darling, but 
Not quite everything. How could you bring that up again, you... you... I'll... You'll what? My dearest husband. I don't think you'll ever say or do anything against me again. Will you, my darling? Look be a lady tonight, folks. Mona's story was told by Louis Kyo, who also played brother number two. Grace Keelan was Mona. Fiona Bergen was the maid. Dimpna Heffernan voiced the mother. And Matt Lenehan was both Araguccio and brother one. <laughs>